This is Deldel Medina, Executive Director of Black and Brown Founders. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Rewriting the Playbook. If you like the conversations we have on here, I want to invite you to be a part of your own rewrite. Join us at Chroma on October 7th in Philadelphia. Chroma is a convening where Black and Brown Founders come together to make a change. This year's theme is where culture meets money. And we're planning discussions centered around culturally connected entrepreneurship, crypto, and Web3, and real estate. You won't want to miss out on the opportunity to gain insights into these hot topics and connect with leaders innovating across these industries. You can also look forward to live performances, authentic headshots, and local foods that highlight culture and emphasize wellness. Save the date. Again, that's October 7th. And join us for Chroma 23, an event that's sure to be a game changer for you and your business. Go to blackandbrownfounders.com to learn about Chroma 23. Hey everyone, my name is Josh Torres and you're listening to Rewriting the Playbook. Rewriting the Playbook is a podcast by the Black and Brown Founders, and I'm here at Chroma 22, the Money Edition in Philadelphia. We've had some conversations with many interesting people centered around how money makes them feel. We also talked about wealth, legacy, and community connection. Here's my conversation with Brittany Jenkins. Hey, Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Rewriting the Playbook podcast um, with Black and Brown Founders. We're here in Philly at the Chroma Money Matters edition, and we're so excited to hear you talk today. Thank you for having me, Yeah, especially with the theme. I like the theme. Yeah, the theme is a great one. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do? Sure. Um, I am a tech entrepreneur. I own and operate a business called We Are Tech. We originally started as an organization to uh, support and empower students and communities of color with technology. And now we're building a learning platform where people can learn digital literacy skills. And we also are incorporating crypto into our solution. So today I'm here talking about DAOs, which are decentralized autonomous organizations that are powered by crypto. So I'm really excited to talk to you about rewriting the playbook because I've personally leveraged DAOs as an entrepreneur to fund my venture. So, so yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, we definitely will get into that. I have so many questions and I'm also excited to listen to your talk sure. <laughs> as someone who also invests in crypto and still has a lot of confusion around it. Okay. Um, but just to kick things off, we're asking this question of everyone and I'm curious, how does money make you feel? Um, it makes me feel creative. Um, because especially now with crypto, like money is really a figment of our imagination. And with crypto, I think that's challenging us to understand what money is. So, um, yeah, money just makes me creative. Just understanding that, you know, we used to trade shells, you know, as currency, stones as currency. And then, you know, promissory notes are what we currently, you know, trade with, with dollars, but, and gold, you know, like it, it really, it, it makes me feel creative because it's a matter of how you value things and how other people see value in what it is you're presenting to them. I love that. That's Thank amazing. You. And I, I love the, the context you gave us around like the history of money yeah. and also where you see the possibility to build mm-hmm. something new and the vision that we can have if we empower ourselves to do that. Yep. Yeah. We got the power more than <laughs> ever now. So, you know, kind of pulling on that thread a little bit in terms of empowerment. In what ways do you consider money to be a tool 
that empowers you in your personal life and in your business ventures? It, it goes back into creativity. Like I'm an entrepreneur, so everything for me is about creating ecosystems, whether it be putting people in teams together or talking to just general people and seeing how general people behave to understand how to make a solution for whatever problem um, or uh, making that actual product to serve to service that solution towards them. Like it, it's all about creativity and, um, you know, finding value, finding where people create value, where they see value and the value that they don't see. How do you um, how do you position things in a way where they can understand it to adapt it? I hope I answered the question. I don't yeah, know. no, totally. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna flip this. I'm gonna flip it on you a little bit. Um, I'm curious if money or your thinking around money has ever presented any challenges in your personal life or business. Oh yeah, big time, big time. Because I'm a tech entrepreneur, so and I'm a black woman tech entrepreneur. So when I started off as an entrepreneur, I literally would just go off of instinct of things that I felt like, okay, this will work. I want to make this happen. Let's do that. But I learned very quickly when I would go to pitch competitions or when I would talk to venture capitalists, I would see the bias around what I'm presenting, whether it was compelling, always compelling. Thank God for that gift to be always able to present a compelling idea. But, um, you know, yeah, just the bias, you know, for me, that's what it's really been like um, mainly the bias and even in having my own funds, when I use them and invest them, if I'm investing them in people, sometimes um, people may not be willing or able to take the same amount of risks that I'm able to take. So, like, money for people is it's challenging. Like, it could be pacifying and comforting, but um, it's really just a tool. Like, and I think that's kind of, for me personally, has been a challenge because I'm willing to take risks, but sometimes people aren't. Or when I do take a risk, if it becomes a consequence, like it takes a lot to regain that grounding again or that footing again that money once had given me. So, you know, and, you know, it's your livelihood, too. So the joy I feel from taking risks um, sometimes because money is not always the easiest to come by or can be challenging to regain, that for me has been like, you know, a challenge. Yeah, it's definitely a balance point, right? Yeah. You have to get to that place of, of feeling stable yeah, <laughs> in order to, yeah. to take those risks. Mm-hmm. In the brief time that I've gotten to know you, I, I see that you're a risk taker, you're an entrepreneur, you're out here creating this new future. How has that been in imagining, like I said earlier, you know, crypto and um, this kind of wild, wild west in a lot of ways that you're a part of? How have you navigated that? And, you know, what has kind of helped you to get others to understand and on board? My background is very unique, though. Um, I started out in this Web3 space before it was coined Web3 back in like 2012, 11, when I was in college. Um, so my my thinking is what I think has empowered me the most because I came into the industry um in college, I studied business and I minored in the music industry and my emphasis was digital entrepreneurship. So I've always just built this mindset around how do we use technology to independently monetize, you know, art content, you know? So I think that for me has been the foundation of allowing me to adopt or adapt quickly in this, this space. Cause I already had the ideas. It's just the market wasn't ready. 
Um, and because the market wasn't ready during that time, I went down the path of going to work. So I went to work in the tech industry, the media industry, um, still was working in music, you know, with concerts. And um, I eventually got into education. And for me, education has been the thing that has set me apart and has empowered me to be able to explain things to people. You know, being a teacher in Philly, like I, I was a STEM teacher at a high school in Philly and eventually went to um, a middle school. And I actually started in the Bronx at an all-girls high school. So I've had a lot of experience trying to explain concepts to kids. So now in this space, when I'm talking to adults about my ideas, I just have the context of understanding how to break things down and how to be um how do I how to paint a how to paint a picture with my words you know um and I think for people the biggest thing with crypto is to get people to understand what they're already doing is what they would do with crypto or in web3 you know it's the same thing. It's just the only difference is there's a new form of technology making us able to connect more directly with one another. Yeah, no, that's great. I love the focus on relationships and communication, right? Yeah, and it's big, <laughs> big. That experience that you've had as a teacher really kind of being able to help you navigate, mm-hmm. right? And have those conversations from people, bring people along on the journey. Because I think, that is so important, especially when we're talking about emerging tech. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am old enough to have been a part of kind of early stage tech startups from, mm-hmm. you know, early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I, I try to get people to remember there was a time when social media didn't exist. Yep. And, you know, it was it's still very new. It's a decade old, mm-hmm. going on 15 years now. But it's just so interesting how that shifted the world. And like yeah. fintech, in, in, even in enabling people to accept payments, is like yeah. a very new technology. Yeah. And we're just talking about evolving it in this new way. Yes. And it's getting people to that adoption mode. I know. <laughs> but people, I just want people to understand that they've already adopted it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, and just, I always like to look at, like, when we talk about transitioning from Web 2 to Web 3, I like to look at how before social media, there was like AIM and these chat rooms and people thought it was insane and foreign to ever put your picture online or to even talk to anybody online. And now we all have adopted social media and it's our lives at this point, you know? So when people talk about like, Oh my God, I don't know why I would even do that. What, what, why I don't trust it. One, you already online bank. Like that's a big part of what you already do. That is a web three behavior. The only difference is it's centralized because you're banking directly with the bank, but performing transactions on your phone, that's the same thing you do, you would do in a web three enabled world. So I just like to make that parallel. Like back in, remember back in the nineties when your grandma wasn't trying to be on these, these chat rooms. Now she's all on Facebook. So, (laughs) so give it another five, 10 years. You're the one saying, Oh, I don't, why would I need Bitcoin? Why would I need these crypto tokens? You're going to be going to the grocery store. Your coupons are going to be NFTs. Yeah. I mean, even (laughs) even coupons being digital, right? Like you don't have to clip coupons anymore. You get an app and they're giving you the coupons right on the app. (laughs) And the reward systems are going to be, I think, a great entry point for people because we already have these cards that we, you know, these digital cards that we scan at the grocery store and they collect a certain amount of points. And then we, you know, it keeps it keeps a ledger of information, which is blockchain technology. It's just, you know 
know, that's what blockchain is. It's a ledger. It's a ledger that is encrypted, you know. So I could definitely see these grocery stores quickly adopting this system where they're rewarding you with discounts in the form of NFTs. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So. I'm curious if you have any like self-care practices as they relate to money and um this probably isn't the best thing to say at a thing like this but I spend it <laughs> <laughs> I spend it okay yeah. um because I used to work so hard and like just pay all of my bills and like you know I I'm thankful for that I've gained uh, discipline to pay things in advance and like really keep track of things like I really really worked hard to understand how to do that but then when the pandemic hit I became familiar with actually spending my money going out to eat buying the clothes I wanted to buy you know like so I would just say when it comes to money just good self-care spend it you know like at in a in a affordable way you know treat yourself you know don't cheat yourself treat yourself um and for me I think in terms of on the latter end of that like the more responsible end of that um just keeping good spreadsheets you know and and making sure that that is conducive to what how you want to see your finances you know like get creative with it customize it you know like create different rows of budget items that have quirky little, you know, titles to them, you know, just just have fun with it so that it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that you're giving yourself permission to mm-hmm. spend the money you earned. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so important. <laughs> uh, I also... <laughs> I love what you were saying just about, um, you know, getting to a place where you were comfortable with that. Because I think something you said earlier is money comes and goes, right? And you had that experience too where, you know, you take risks and you've seen, you know, money potentially go out and you have you having to rebuild that but there's like a confidence you have that you can get that money to flow back to you Mm -hmm. yeah and like so i'll be talking about it in uh the presentation today about DAOs. is like automation is key like everybody you know the flex nowadays is having all your bills on auto pay but i think the real flex is automating your life like you know when people talk about like you need six side hustles and six investment properties to be secure cool but like if I have all that I'm gonna be managing a bunch of things so I can have all that cool but how have I automated my life so like one example for me like coming to events like this and being a speaker um I'm finding that I need to automate like my promotions you know like I need to automate the posts that I put on social media so that I'm not forgetting to you know publish something um or automate the case studies that I write so that they can attract more people to what I'm talking about so that they then hire me to speak more. So there's like little things, like the things we already do, like instead of spending time scrolling and stuff on our phones, like we can, we can put down, we can put energy into the things that substantially make us us and then automate processes around it so that that creates residual income. Yeah, and I love that you're connecting that. There has been a lot of conversation at today's conference around different types of capital. Like mm-hmm. we're calling this the money edition of Chroma, but we've also talked about time as a resource. Oh yes, right? and oh we, yes. We've talked about social capital, everything yep. that, that you're mentioning, knowledge as a capital. Yep. So you know, I love that you're connecting that with automation and, and mm-hmm. making sure that you're visible and the work that you're doing is out there and people are having access to you and the knowledge that you have. Oh, and yeah. then you're also 
you know, understanding that your time is a resource. So automating gives you back your time. <laughs> Here's some game. So you can make your own crypto token, like your own custom token, and you can create a token gated calendar where people who have that token can book your time. Yeah. And there's ways to publish your, like, if you want to, like, publish, like, a case study or something, you can publish your work in your written work as NFTs, and you can set it up to where maybe people can get your token with that NFT for purchasing it, you know? Like, there, there's just, there's so many tricks to the trade now with crypto. Like, you can create ways to tokenize your time, commodify your time, so that, um, you know, the, the days of having a nine to five or, you know, salary work, I think those days, the more and more crypto becomes integrated into our lifestyles, we'll think more critically around, you know, our existence, you know, because our existence is our existences are commodified. You know, I'm a black woman. My my existence has been commodified in America the entire time. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just am excited for people to think differently about that and like really use crypto to empower themselves and take a step back and think about, well, how do I want to exist? How do I want to identify in this, this Web3 enabled world? And what are the things that uniquely make me me? Okay, I understand that now. How do I publish that? How do I, you know, create an ecosystem around that? All right, I understand that. Now, how do I create a um, means of exchange in that so that I can truly tap into my intrinsic value, maximize that, and live my life in a fulfilling way, you know? Yeah, that's so powerful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so any other uh, thoughts you want to share with our listeners today? Anything we didn't cover? Um, just love yourself. For real, like, I'm, my mind is really focused on this Web3 world and how, like, like where the things are now are right now, like, with crypto and blockchain technologies that a lot of people are just performing transactions. You know, they're buying and selling crypto, buying and selling these NFTs, and there aren't many uh, outlets out there for you to create an identity yet. You know, like, there people are working towards it. You know, like, there's no social media for crypto yet. You know what I'm saying? Or blockchain or Web3. But they're working on it. And um, before we get there, you know, I really, really want people to love themselves so that they can really own how they identify. Instead of being where we are now, Web2, where ads are just being fed to us. We're allowing social media to determine how we feel about ourselves. Like, we're in a world, we're getting into a world where we can define more than ever, how we identify and we can define like where and who we transact with and we can govern that. So my biggest message is just like self-love because if we don't love ourselves, we won't know ourselves. And if we don't know ourselves, this Web3 world is going to move very fast and someone's going to be telling us who to be and how to be and when to be it, you know? Yeah. So powerful. I love that. Thank you. Speaking of you and promoting yourself, uh, where can our listeners find you online? How can they connect with you? Be the influence. The letter B, the word the, the word influence. That's my um, handle on Twitter and Instagram. And then um, keep up with We Are Tech at We Are Tech on Instagram and We Are Tech B I P O C on Twitter. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Brittany. We're thank so you. excited to have you here. Thank, thank you, you guys. for talking to us today. For sure. And Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was my conversation with Brittany Jenkins at Chroma 2022, the money edition. 
If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow Black and Brown Founders on Instagram and Twitter at BB Founders. And you can follow me at the Josh Torres on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening to Rewriting the Playbook. I'm Josh Torres. See you next time.